Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that goes to the cinema every week, watches a couple of films, stays at home, watches a couple of things on streaming platforms, raises them all out of five and sees where our money has been better spent this week. My name is Tosin and I am your non-cinema watching host, uh, based up in Bromsgrove near Birmingham and joining me as always on the Isle of Wight are Sharon Bolland. Hello there. Sean Harris. Hi. Hello. And from London, bringing the culture, bringing the big city vibes, it is Holly Nesley. Hello. Hello all, hello all. Yes, and um, I have had yet another week of not making it to the cinema because I think I'm just going to like, I think it's just my life now. I've just, I've just given up more. <laughs> if, if I ever find myself in the cinema again, I'm just going to be like, whoa, what is this? It's, yeah, but hey, I mean, Sean and Sharon, you'll understand because you live on the Isle of Wight. And I remember when I used to live, because obviously lived in London and then moved to the Isle of Wight. And obviously there's no shopping center on the Isle of Wight. And so every now, every now and then I would leave the island and go to the mainland and go to Southampton or Oxford or somewhere like that and go into a shopping center. And it would be like a, whoa! <laughs> whoa, look at this! Just because I hadn't seen one for a while. And I feel like that's what I'm going to feel like when I finally make it back into a cinema. When <clears throat> family life finally lets me get back into a cinema. I'm going to be like, Oh my god, this is amazing! Best thing ever! <laughs> You're going to have to come down to London, and we'll have to go and go, go to the uh, Odeon Lux in Leicester Square. Or we something. should all we should all meet up. We oh, should yeah. all of us. We should all go. Like, Sharon, you and me, we could go up to London either on yeah, the train or Netflix versus cinema. Yeah, yeah, and we could we could do a trip. Too. Maybe something when something good at the IMAX or the BFI yeah, yeah, yeah. or somewhere like that. Ooh, the BFI. Uh, I'm like thinking. Something, oh yeah, the BFI. Like, I love I'm the BFI. It. I've yeah. always wanted to do one of these sort of like, you know, when they do a season of films or something like that. I've always wanted to go we and could... check that out. But well, well, why see. don't why don't we have a week? Oh, it's tough for you because you've got little ins. But I was going to yes. say, what, we yes. could do. <laughs> yeah, we can't really do a weekend. I was going to say we could do a whole whole weekend. But what, what I would love, what I would love us to do one year in October is go up to Bradford to the National Media Theatre and see Celluloid Saturday with the. Uh, watch a Cinerama movie in proper Cinerama three strips Cinerama so you guys can actually because I shouldn't imagine any of you guys have seen one have you not in the original three strip now so Uh, just to get um, your just to see the just to see the tears roll down your face at the intermission (laughs) well sure I'll tell you at this rate in October that might be my next trip to a cinema and there will be tears running down my face (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) just from the fact that I might need to go to a cinema I'll be like oh my god this is amazing why isn't this prescribed on the NHS (laughs) and stuff like that I guess I guess I was quite lucky I guess I was quite lucky when when I'm managing, so, but anyway. Yeah, but, but I know that you, you have mentioned that, and you did say, and we did make tentative plans to do this, and we to did. actually record the podcast from the Bradford, I think it was called Big Screen Weekender. Yeah, Wide Screen Weekend, yeah, Wide yeah, Screen, screen weekend. weekend, that was it. Uh, because you mentioned that um, during COVID, and uh, back in those days when nobody could go to the cinema. Go to cinema, I know, I know. <laughs> And right. yeah, and oh, but um, hey. Anyway, speaking about right. the cinema, what have we seen? Those of you lucky, lucky people that can leave your houses and go to the cinema, what have you seen this week? Well, I've I've seen the boys in the boat. I managed to get to see that because I quite like my stories of. Although I didn't realise it was a book, but anyway. Okay. Um, but so I managed to see that, and I love George Clooney movies, so I managed to see that. 
And I also saw the holdovers, but we we had a review last week on that. So yeah, but we can check back, especially yeah. in this, especially in this awards time. I think it's actually quite yeah. key when it's quite good when somebody sees a film and then yeah. someone can come back and say that was rubbish. So <laughs> speaking of which, speaking of which, Sean, my brother, my brother in Nigeria finally saw Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Uh-huh. And I, I sent him, uh, <laughs> I sent him the the YouTube review that I did of it, and he was like, "What." generous much three stars <laughs> so i so then i sent him the re i sent him the rewatch discussion that we did where yeah. you you essentially said exactly the same thing it's like how can you be so generous three stars <laughs> and when i sent when i sent him your review of it he went now that's more like it oh, <laughs> well thank you for me <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll tell. I'll, I'll thank my brother Laolu, Laolu for you that yeah he agreed with you on Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, and then he went off on a rant about DC and what the hell are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> but but yes, never mind. About, okay, so we saw boys. So you saw Boys in the Boat and the Holdovers in cinema. Yep, and I saw on streaming. I saw Knuckle Girl and uh, Crazy Samurai, one verse four hundred. Yeah, because going on with Sean's Sean's newfound late in late in life career. of Becoming a YouTube star <laughs> in Japan, no less. <laughs> no less. Big in, I'm big in Japan tonight. <laughs> yes. But in Japan, no less. Sean has decided uh, people loved his Godzilla Minus One. Uh, well, not even they loved, they're still loving his Godzilla Minus One review on YouTube, <laughs> on our YouTube channel, so much that Sean has decided he's going, he's knuckling down, if you'll pardon the pun, he's, <laughs> he's knuckling down on, like, you know, Japanese stuff and he's going to, and he watched Knuckle Girl, which you, you've shown up with on Zoom with a, a picture in the background, I guess, a poster yes. for Knuckle Girl. It looks yes. intriguing. It looks intriguing uh, uh, yes. because it has an ani- It seems to have an anime character, uh, anime yes. bit, and a live action bit. So, well, it this, is. That- yeah, it is based on an anime book, apparently. On a, on a, ah. a yeah. So, ah, so, okay, cool. That makes sense now. That nice. makes sense. Mm. All right, cool. So we shall carry on with that. And um, and Holly, how about you? Cinema. Um, I saw. Uh, what did I see? Remind all me of, what I saw. Strange, you, something about you said, strangers. You said all of us strangers. Yes, That's the one. thank you. I saw now, all of us strangers. That, that, um, sorry. So go on. No, yeah, I was so, just going to say I, I did see the trailer for that, and I've seen that, but I, I really don't fancy that film for some reason. I don't know. I normally watch every film, but I don't fancy that one. So I'll be interesting to hear your review, mate. Yeah. Um, and I, then I, I feel um, like it might be right up Holly Street, but yeah. <laughs> but no, but no spoilers. Keep that to later. Yeah. yeah. I'm saving it. I'm saving it. And, um, and okay, cool. And and Sharon, yourself? I haven't actually seen anything anywhere. <laughs> I haven't seen anything at the cinema or anything at home. But I have to say, um, my broadcast band keeps dropping out. We're waiting for the engineer to come to fix the telegraph pole outside our house, which got damaged in the storm about two weeks ago. So okay. um, I might have to sort of leave you in a minute because I keep seeing my broadband. I keep freezing. Um, my screen just keeps going, so right. I haven't actually got anything to share. So if I disappear, it's just because I keep losing my internet. <laughs> no, because you're like, no, this isn't a podcast for people who haven't seen anything, to, who haven't watched anything this week. I'm off. I'm so. going, but yes, every now and then I said, I think, is it me or is it you guys? And I, because I, everyone locks on my screen. So if, when that happens again, I'll probably just disappear. No but, problem. Yeah, no, I haven't seen anything. I've been watching. Um, my usual things. I tend to go on to BBC Four. Oh yeah, so I've been watching random things on there, but I haven't completed anything yet. So that might come in the future. So is this is the way you say random things on BBC Four? Because BBC Four seems to be highbrow documentaries, usually about music or stuff that is not in English. 
So what what have you been watching? Is it been is it been documentaries or stuff that's not in English? Oh, I think I think we might have a okay. Never mind. I think Sharon might have frozen. Yeah, it looks like Sharon has frozen. Yeah. Okay, and Sharon's gone. Yeah. <laughs> right. But we'll carry on. We'll carry on. So, and I think Holly, you also mentioned rusting. That you saw rusting, and I yes, know that you want. You want yeah, I know you wanted to find out what I thought about it, and I have uh, summarily failed to watch it. So mm-hmm. I will make you a promise to try and watch it in the next week, and then we can talk about it next week. Perfect. Because that is in the that is in the Oscar. That's in exactly. Oscar's uh, Oscar contention. So we can talk about that. As long as we talk about it before the Oscars actually happen. And all right, so but at home, I saw a show on um, BBC iPlayer called Boat Story. Ooh, oh, couple of yeah. boats. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking boat. It's, it's, a, it's a boaty McBoatface show. All right, so let, oh, I also saw Maestro, but I think we may have done Maestro before, haven't we? We have not done Maestro. I have seen Maestro. All right, okay, cool. So I'll tell you what, we'll put Maestro, Maestro and um, Rust in for next week. And uh, oh, I'll just put that down right now so that we remember. Uh, but let us kick us. Someone first else of can all. watch Maestro as well because yeah, okay. You know, we try and watch Oscars. that. What's what's that on? What's that That's on? Maestro? on Netflix. Netflix. That's on Netflix, right? Okay. And it's yeah. on the Oscar list. And yes, I have an Oscar spreadsheet. Excellent. <laughs> uh, and I yes, filter uh, on categories. I think is is it is there any possibility that the boys on boys in the boat is on there or not? Is that up for anything? Nah. No, nah. I, I think it was. It, I think. The, the time it was released and the way that they've pushed it, they were hoping for an Oscars push for the boys right. on the boat. Okay. And um and it, it didn't happen. Okay, yeah, no, it'd be interesting to well, yeah, when but, I give my review, wouldn't it? Yeah, but then it's like every year there's always there's always a film that comes out and goes, Yes, Oscar prestige picture and just gets summarily like, you know, just sort of like ignored yeah yeah <laughs> but but all right so let us kick off in cinema as is i want and let us kick off with all of us strangers the film yeah, yeah. that okay things that i know about this film stars andrew scott and paul mescal and everybody a lot of people are raving about it but i think it's the kind of people who rave about it the kind of people who like their shall we say melancholy cinema and there's been a lot of a lot of uproar about the fact that Andrew Scott was not nominated for a Best Actor BAFTA or a Best Actor Oscar. So, Holly, with that being the background, please take it away and tell us about Oliver Stranger. Okay, so the premise of the film um, is that Andrew Scott is a uh, film TV writer uh, who lives alone in a London apartment block. He's the only person who, well, only one of two apartments that are filled. Um, and on the first night of the film, he there's a fire alarm, which clearly isn't the first time it happens. It's happened and they would evacuate the building and he goes back in and then Paul Mescal shows up on his doorstep, rather drunk, semi-propositioning him, inviting himself in for a drink. And Andrew Scott says, you know, no, I'm not, not interested you know, go away. Yeah. Um, in tandem with this, uh, Andrew Scott had lost his parents many years before at the same time in an accident. And he had grown up in suburban London. So he, this would have been in the, what would it be, 1980s. Yep. 
trying to think how old I am because he's about the same age as I am. And he is reminiscing about his past and goes back to his old home where he discovers that somehow his parents are still alive at exactly the age they were when they died. Yeah. They're aware that they're dead and uh, he starts to reconnect with them, going through the fact that he's gay, his parents having to deal with, you know, 1980s sensibilities, the things that concern them, how they feel about it. And at the same time, he starts a relationship with Paul Mescal's character. Yep. Um, which is, you know, is, is a little, not, I wouldn't say complicated, it's not terribly complicated, it's a very loving relationship. And he is processing his childhood and the loss of his parents whilst and, and trying to come to terms with life as a life as a whole it's it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful but there's that um, melancholy i was talking about hugely hugely melancholy and and in some ways nothing happens it sounds like it <laughs> it's, it's beautiful it involves him going back and forth on the train out of you know somewhere not quite central london um i did try to work out where it was but then disengaged did, possibly london bridge or southwark or did, did it do that whole film geography thing where it's kind of like oh dear. <laughs> yeah it was on a it, he was on a train that looked like it was going out of victoria um but I'm not sure that I spotted how he'd got into Victoria from where he'd been. But yeah, you know the the wonders of yeah of cinematographic geography. Yeah. So it really is him going back and forth and into this house of his childhood with his parents, who are so happy to see him, to be reunited with their their son, who don't they don't know how they died, but they know they've died, and they want to. They want to understand, they want him to be okay, they want him to be happy, they want to know how his life has gone. And it's, let's say, nothing happens, everything happens. Yeah. It is heartbreakingly beautiful. I cried like a small child because it's me. Um, But also it genuinely warranted the crying as well, rather than just me being soppy as per usual. It's a, I'd say it's a really, it's a really special film. So, how many stars would you give it? I'm gonna give it a four. Ooh. I could go five, frankly. The only reason I'm not going five is because it's having seen everything that's, you know, a number of the Oscar films and things that it's up for. It's, I'm not sure it's quite, quite as good, but it's very close. Yeah, because. And given last week, was it last week I was talking about the holdovers, holdovers. Yes. another film where things do and don't happen. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a very nearly a five, and I could have my arm twisted into a five if. You know, you know. I thought everything I heard about this film, and when you said you'd watch this film, I thought that this would be a nailed-on five for you without even watching the film. But that, but, but, really but, 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 but that is, but that is me. That is me. 
that is me sort of like you know activating a few of the stereotypes that I have because like but you're right because it was I could absolutely the only reason I'm not going five is because I am you know falling into the I'm falling under the sway of the um Oscar <laughs> the, Oscar, the, the Oscar the Oscar committee okay so when you said this have you seen a film called Petit Maman no okay cool so this sounds like a, a combination of ghosts and Petit Maman <laughs> mm. yeah because Petit Maman is all of it's a French film that was released I think last year or the year before and it's about a girl who goes for like this summer holiday goes off into the woods and then runs into another girl who seems to be lost, and then she takes the girl back to her home, and then realizes that the girl she's bumped into is actually her mum, who's at who's and she she meets her mum at the same age that she is. So yeah, cool. and obviously ghosts, the whole thing of like you know them being me going to a house and everything like that. I was like, okay, cool, but yeah, oh cool. So all of us strangers, and so just quick question about the performances about Andrew Scott and Paul Mescal because Paul Mescal is directed is um, nominated for best supporting actor superb all right cool. absolutely superb all right. both of them are breathtaking it's Paul Mascal in particular has just it's, it's, it's his performance is absolutely spot on yeah. and actually before I say you know I'm switching it I'm giving it a five <laughs> um, and it was just so so beautiful Oh, so decided to decide. You know, you see, now, Holly, this is bad because all you've just done is just confirm and and strengthen the stereotypes I have in my head. That's all you've <laughs> all you've just done. That's all you've done, right? You now. can just predict me. This is what happens. Twenty something years of friendship. You know how my brain works. Okay, <laughs> just cool. how so, soppy I am. So, so, oh yeah, um, um, because. I might, I might need to watch this because Paul Mescal. I've got to be honest with you. I still don't see what the big deal is. He just seems a bit sad. In, in everything i think i think if paul mescal turned around and was like right that's it i'm gonna do a kick about comedy or i'm gonna be in a marvel movie then i'll be interested but, but i would well, love to see him do that to be fair for curiosity's sake but he he absolutely landed the poignancy yeah mm, you're uh, selling it to me you're selling it to me from the, tra- think- from the from the trailer i didn't didn't think that it was one that i would like but I'd been un- I'd been a bit sort of on the fence because our reason for seeing it was a little bit I won't say odd. We were going to see Color Purple and then it got cancelled because the projector had gone oh, down. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm booking a second film when you're uh, when Odie and think you're in another film. Yeah. We're not in the film. You cancelled it. You <laughs> expletives. Yeah. Um. So we went and had a drink and said, what should we go and see? And there was that and the boys in the boat on at the same time. And it was a bit of a, what should we go with? Sounds like you made the right choice. It was, yeah. We, so, <laughs> so pleased we, so pleased we did. Oh, sure. I am so looking forward to your review of the Boys <laughs> in the Boat later. And because we're wonderfully middle class, we um we went and grabbed our bike to eat afterwards in the Ivy Cafe in Richmond, because that's what you do. And everywhere oh. else, it's bloody closed. So... <laughs> All right, cool. And now let us move on. Let us move on to Netflix and Friends. And I'm going to talk about Boat Story. Our first, the first of our two-hander to do with boats in this one. I think they are, from from what I know, these are going to be two very different films about, or things about boats. So Boat <laughs> Story is, uh, I'm going to start the timer. Yeah, Boat Story is a show that is, um, it's on BBC iPlayer. It's a couple, I think it's six parts. It's six parts um, TV series. 
And the whole idea behind it is they're set up somewhere in northern England on the coast somewhere. I think maybe north. I don't, I'm not sure which. I'm not sure whether it's east or west, but it's northern England. And it starts Daisy Haggard and Paxton Joseph. And they, you, when you meet them, you meet Daisy Hagen, and she's this person who used to work in a factory worker. She, she used to work in a factory. She had like a workplace accident that meant that she couldn't work anymore, so she's lost her hand. She, she's, um, she couldn't work anymore. She has been her boyfriend has broken up with her, and she, her boyfriend, she's been with him for years, for for probably over, for well over a decade. And when she met him, he had a son who he was a single parent too, and she pretty much raised this kid. But her her partner has broken up with her, and he has, says you're not allowed to see the kid because you don't have any parental rights. Because even though she raised the kid, and the kid th- sees her as his mother, he's like, legally, you have no parental rights because this is not biologically your son. So that's what's going on in her life. She doesn't have a job. She can't really work well because of the injury that she had. And one morning, she wa- she um, comes across... She's walking about her her dog on the on the on the beach, and she comes across this beached boat that's just there in the middle of it. And Patterson Joseph is walking his dog, and comes across the and they meet at this boat, and they go, "Oh, I wonder what's going on. Let's call the police." Then they look into the boat, and they find two dead people in the boat. They find two dead people, and they're like, "Oh my god, we need to call the police!" But then while they're looking around, as one of them's trying to call the police, they find loads and loads of cocaine on this boat. <laughs> And you, you find out with Pastor Joseph, he's a lawyer who has a gambling habit. And because of his gambling habit, that's why he had to leave London and go up north so he could actually afford a house. He hasn't told his family about it. But he sees this and he's like, I'm sure I can find someone who can help us move this. I'm sure I can find someone who can help us move all this cocaine. It's going to have a street value of this. Don't you need this in your life? I know I need it in my life. So they become, so from meeting up on this beach, they become this sort of like odd couple who start going into the crime world and trying to move this turn of cocaine <laughs> there's this absolute loads of cocaine that they're trying to move in and then it becomes kind of you know how you have like a tarantino movie or probably more apt is like a guy Ritchie movie like early guy Ritchie movies where you have all these disparate characters that come along and everything like that because obviously if you find a boatload of cocaine that boatload of cocaine has to belong to somebody who is going to come looking for their boatload of cocaine <laughs> And so they have that. They have like the the French actor Cherry Cario, who plays a character. He plays a character just called the Taylor or Le Taylor, who just yeah, who who shows up. And then you have like Craig Fairbass, who shows up as the this heavy. And this show is bloody. There's a scene in it where these people just go into a police station and they just mow everybody down. And it's a kind of show where it's it. Uh, I'm Sean. I'm not sure whether you would like this or wouldn't like this. You shouldn't get too attached to anybody because they, even the small characters, they make you care really much about the small characters and they all have their own like inner lives and all that kind of stuff. But nobody is safe. <laughs> nobody. Oh, they they yeah, are, right. there are, there are some really painful scenes in this. There's, there's, there's this weird narrator who you never really see who just comes on and he says, and now Sean, well, I'm just, a, those are not their names, but it's like Sean and Sharon found a boatload of cocaine and what are they going to do about it? And they have this sort of like intertitles that show up, like, you know, like chapter titles, like an old school silent movie that show up in there. And there's a bit in the, there's a bit in the show where you're watching a play about the events that happened in the show. <laughs> wow. Is it, Toes, is it like a comedy or a thriller or a bit of both or it is both of, it's both right it is both it is both it is definitely there's it's definitely got thriller elements it doesn't shy away from the violence it doesn't shy away from the blood it doesn't shy away from the consequences that happen it doesn't shy away from bad things happening to good people 
Um, but at the same time, it is it 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 just keeps making you laugh. Like things keep happening that just keep making you laugh. Like like this guy who, <laughs> that like there's a guy who is like the 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 biggest killer, the biggest killer that you meet in the in this show, right? And he has gone in there, he's killed sorts of people, but then you find out like he has this real sort of like predilection where he's like, oh my god, oh I just really he's like I never wanted to be a killer. I always wanted to be a <laughs> when he tells you what he always wanted to be, it's just kind of like, what? <laughs> and it's so it's so it's it's quite it's quite it's I think it's quite a good show. I think it's quite it's quite a nice yarn. It keeps you interested. It goes back back and forth. The characters are brilliant, and the place where it ends up when some of the motivations of the character, especially one character, what what the end game is and what they're planning to do and what they want to do with this whole story. I don't think you'll ever see it coming. <laughs> you will not. Oh, wow. See, okay. You, okay. You will not see what, what this guy is planning to do. You will not see it. Uh, when it happens, you're like, "What?" It, oh, it wow. goes. It goes crazy. It goes crazy. So I think I I really like both story. I think Daisy Haggard and Patterson Joseph are really really good in it. I would give it a four out of five. I think I think Sean is the kind of thing where if you watched and you were reviewing it, you would you would be talking about all these different side characters, like yeah. the like the sort of like the guy who's trying to build a drug empire because he's only a small time <laughs> crook and everything like that, and he's just he's just mental. He's meant like everybody in this show is mental. There's just, there's just something off about everyone in this show, and it's yeah. I'll give it a four out of five. I think I think boat story is actually quite good, and it's um, it's from the guys who made the tourist, which I wasn't that big a fan of the tourist. I much preferred this. I thought that this was a. I thought this this it goes along. It has that sort of like sparky thing about it, and we're just like, okay, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then oh my god! And then there's a showdown because all these different strands have come together, and then what's going to happen when they all come together <laughs> and um, all that? So yeah, four out of five. I think you'd like it. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay. Have you watched series two of the tourist? Because I still haven't watched series one. No, um, I haven't seen series two. I haven't. Seen, but then is, the truth is, series one, I I got to the end of the tourist season one, um, and I was kind of like, mm, yeah, okay, cool. I went, it was supposed to be a one season show, and I was happy with where they left it off. But I think they came mm-hmm. up with an idea, where, and the fact that because season one is set in Australia and season two is set in Ireland, and that intrigues me. But not enough to press play. Okay, <laughs> it's no. on my maybe list, but yeah. o- only the maybe list. There's so much. The trouble is, there's so much, isn't there? There's so much. There is. I mean, there's just it's ridiculous amounts of stuff to see. Where I start on something, I think mm, now I'll move on to something else, or yeah, you know, especially on the streaming side of it, which is yeah, why yeah. it's it's good to go to the cinema. I think because yeah. then you've you've got the concentration <laughs> and you're not like distracted. You're like, you're like take the choice away from me. <laughs> yeah, please. yeah, exactly. Take yeah. away yeah. my free will. Because yeah. <laughs> I've binned a couple of things, you know, like ten minutes in recently, which yeah. aren't very good. But mm. you know, once upon a time, I could never not finish something I've been no. watching. I'm just like, yeah. you know what? This is too bad, even for me. Mm. This is from a woman who watched the entirety of Monster Nado. Exactly. So-, <laughs> so if I go, I cannot be bothered. Yep. Yeah. yeah, they've they've messed up the first ten minutes. Darling right. and don't. And now on to our second, the second half of our Boaty McBoatface theme. And this is The Boys in the Boat. The Boys so, in the Boat. So from what I understand, uh, okay, presently what this film's about. This film is about um, the, I think it was the, is the University of Seattle. Um, no, University of Washington. Yeah, well, Washington. Washington, Seattle. Washington. Yeah, in Seattle, Seattle yeah. yeah. University yeah. of Washington, University of Washington um, boating crew who ended up going to the 1936 Olympics. Mm-hmm. And it's all about what happened and how they got together. And 
Oh, from this, I'm expecting um, your standard sports movie where you got the coach, you got the grizzled coach, you got the kids who are going to come together, <laughs> and blah, 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 blah. And then, and then in the end, triumph, punch the air. USA, yeah, yeah. USA. That's, that's yeah. what I'm expecting. So, it's, Sean, tell us about this. Okay, I'll tell you about this. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's, um, I mean, this was quite interesting because it was, was directed by George Clooney. Well, I'm a, yes. I'm a huge, I, I love Clooney movies. I, I really, really do. I really love the ones that love, he directs. Yeah, the ones that he directs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I love some of the ones he's in as well. But yeah, but in particular, you know, he's, I'm like a big fan of his. And this is based on the book about a small. It's basically they're you know a minor college sort of lower lower middle class, and they're competing against the big Yale and and Harvard and all the big boys, you know, yeah. but, but to get a place in in the Olympic spot. So yeah. What was it we were saying about if you could switch off after ten minutes into into, <laughs> into, into, into the film? Um, yeah. So anyway, so, but so all you're saying is that George Clooney uh, should be thankful that that this film was released in cinemas, cinemas. And not on Amazon Prime. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of subplots, you know, with relationships because one of them's like really poor because it's obviously set in the in the Depression era, and um, yeah. Uh, so you know, there's a uh, some some love, few love stories, a few conflicts, a few like when they change the coxswain and stuff. Um, so, but normally I, I, I sort of like these sort of things, but it was like, oh, come on, come on. Anyway, the, the Rowan scenes, a couple of the Rowan scenes are quite interesting. I thought, well, I'll stick this out because the 36 Olympics, I really want to see the 36 Olympics. You know, I like yeah. that idea because I saw the old Jesse Owens movie and things Race, like that. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, which I enjoyed, I think. So there's something, yeah, I'm looking looking forward to this. Anyway, there, there, there's a race where they, they, they compete to, to go in the Olympics and they just win against the, the big, you know, the big, big college boys. Um, yeah. And they end up going. I thought, oh, so I was rubbing my hands. Oh, here we go. 36 Olympics, you know. Mm, yes, well, it was, it was, <laughs> it was dull. But they, there was a nod. So in, in the final, there's like, you've got the Hungarians, the Germans and the, and the Italians and whatever. And, and that bit, I suppose there's a little bit of tension there, which yeah. is, which is okay, which is um quite good. Uh, I, Hitler looked like a, Parody. He didn't look like Hitler at all. He looked like a cartoon figure, I thought, from my opinion, anyway. Yeah. So yeah, and um, so yeah, it's basically it's a sports film. You've got all the all the subplots like you would have the grizzly coach, you know, like that, and the, and they've got oh yeah, they they Wait, have to Joel because, Edgerton, because, it? yeah because they they've got no money because they've got no money they have to do uh they have to get you know the Olympic committee or whatever say oh you're going to have to. We get so much money if you want to enter you've got to get this money and he said well we, we haven't got the money you know we need a big sponsor you know and that and they they do a drive and they do a um car wash uh, you car wash all that sort of stuff to collect money and the the, yeah. the community puts in money and says here's some of this and this and then oh how much all oh, like we're like we're like a thousand pounds short you know a thousand dollars short so um yeah. you know anyway cut a long story short but i'm pretty sure this must have been filmed i recognize i reckon some of it was filmed on the thames you know <laughs> yeah, but Hollywood, no, you would know probably more than me. I'm pretty certain it looks that sort of to me. It looked, it looked English. It looked like English. So, well, so. Yeah, well, the, people have said that Seattle does look a little bit British. As right, far, well, okay. it, it definitely so, yeah, has British well, weather. Well, that's for know. sure. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, to me, it looked. It didn't look. You know, it didn't look like. Uh, like well, maybe, maybe, yeah, probably Seattle. I suppose it's probably on the same line, isn't it? Same line of of longitude or, or latitude, which. Uh, so yeah, so that might make sense, but yeah, it reminded me of of somewhere in England. Anyway, so yeah, so man, uh, this... some of it was apparently filmed in London. It was, 
Oh, oh no, yeah, you're right. It says it's yeah. The majority of the movie was shot in England. Yeah, wow. and so it in Didcot Railway Centre, and Didcot is the most exciting place in the world. I know. I used to live just down the road from Didcot oh, Railway wow. Centre. <laughs> that is, there's not much going on there. So, no. <laughs> East Wormsley, oh, wow. I don't think there's much going on there either. No. Well, anyway, so yeah, so no, this plods. Oh man, does this plod? And if we had been like we said earlier. I'd have been, I'd have been, if I'd have been watching this at home, at home. I yeah. probably would have gone for a wee and made myself a cup of coffee and waited until the, the Olympics, you know, no, because I mean, I, I mean, race was a good movie. Race. I enjoyed race. Race, race is a very but, good movie. Yeah. 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 But this, I don't know. I was, I wanted it. Perhaps I wanted it to be more, I don't know, being George Clooney. And as I say, the best thing I suppose was, was the race scene, but I didn't have any sympathy for any of the characters. I thought, mm. you know, they were, and for me, um, yeah, it just it was just dull and plods and yeah, and I, 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 you know, boring, boring movie. No wonder it didn't get any nominations at the Oscars. I'm not surprised. I suspect everybody felt the same. I'm sure they must have done. I mean, unless of course you're in Seattle or you're in the state of Washington or Washington State, yeah, yeah, state. or something like that. Because yeah, apparently this did. story means loads. And when they played it from there, they had like yes, that innovation. But everything I've heard about this film, I've just thought it's just going to be a big dumb American sports movie. It's like it's going to yeah. like there's. The, that's that's like a genre on its own and it's like there's all these tropes you've got to hit about the 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 last minute victory from the jaws of defeat the the disparate group of characters coming together and sorting out their differences to become a team yeah. <laughs> and it's and so and so looking at this film and i'm going it's i know it's directed by george clooney and everything like that but this it feels like i know this film before i've even watched it yeah 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 i, I know exactly what you mean i know exactly what you mean but uh i was I was I was so looking forward to the Olympics, but it's like it's like you know halfway through that, and but no, that was just as big a letdown as ever, you know. Oh, well. and you got all no, the, no you, chariots of fire moment. Two star, two, two stars. stars, two stars. So it's it's not like because I remember um, there was a time when I had this realization that the films Cool Runnings and Eddie the Eagles happened at the same Olympics. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, What is it with this b- Zoom balloon thing? And I got this, uh, and I got the, um, uh, I, I realized that those two happened. I was like, oh, two good films about this thing's happened at the same Olympics. That's pretty cool. It looks like race and uh, it's, it looks like the boys in the boat has let race down. Yes. Big, yes. Uh, so we don't have two good movies what? set there. Which right, Olympics cool. was um, Chariots of Fire? That was a really early one, wasn't it? That was like mm. 19, 1912 or something like that, wasn't it? Or nineteen oh eight, something like that. Mm, I mean, that, that was that was that was. Um, I'm pretty certain that was probably might have been then. I'm, I'm not sure when the Olympics start. Nineteen oh eight Olympics, something like that, maybe. Mm. Yeah, it was definitely early. Just remembering the costumes. Yeah. I'm to think. I'm just, it actually took me ages to realise that Chariots of Fire was an Olympic film. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because all I knew about it was the was the was that scene on the beach that every has been parodied to death. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's anyway, the running, yeah. there's the running around the running around the quad, isn't there as well? The you see, don't even know that scene. I just know the beach scene with Vangelis playing on in the background. That's that's the only thing I know about that film. <laughs> Um, yeah. And oh, and also because being in church, the Chariots of Fire gets quoted a lot in churches because because one of the guys in the Chariots of Fire was a Christian and refused to run on Sundays, and he and 
yeah, uh, oh my God, pastors love that story. <laughs> they love that. They And they talk about it. Uh, there's, a, there's this line. I've never seen the film, but there's a line in it where he talks about, when I run, I feel the pleasure of God. And I'm like, <laughs> I've heard that line so many times from God knows how many different people preaching, just because, yeah, like, yay, does. there's something in the mainstream that isn't treating Christians as idiots. <laughs> he was a Presbyterian, I think, a Scottish Presbyterian. Mm. And you should watch it because it is a beautiful film. It's, I, I first watched it when I was, I, I don't know, nine or something, and I carry it with me. You see, now, there, there was a thing that I, there was, at one point, I had, because over the years, I've had many ideas for different podcasts. At one, at one time, it was going to be a blog before I realized how easy it was to podcast, and I thought, I'm a lot better at talking than I am at writing. So, <laughs> so, but one of the ideas I had was having a blog called Late to the Party, where I talk about all the things that I have eventually gotten around to watching. <laughs> <laughs> Chariots of the Fire was going to be on there. There's oh, there, there's another. There's there's some show. There's some essentially. If something gets shown regularly on a bank holiday, I probably haven't watched it. So the Great Escape, never seen it. <laughs> um, Thingy to Mac- Glory with Zulu Stallone. What? Seen Zulu, Magnificent Seven. Zulu, I've watched Magnificent Seven. I've watched because of when we were doing the podcast. They don't make them yeah. like they used to. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's when I finally watched uh, Magnificent Seven, but. They, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that gets shown back all this I haven't seen. <laughs> I just, yeah. just haven't seen. So, and and I think Chariots of Fire is one of those things I'll be like, that goes onto my late to the party, late to the party watch list. Right, so let us go. And this is Sean. Sean, let us, this is our chance to try and get ourselves into that Japanese yen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> try to yeah. see if we, if we can get, get us also more subscribers in Japan. And you're going to talk about Knuckle Girl. So I you am said, going to talk about Knuckle Girl, yes. So you, you said, from what you, from the picture you have in your background, it looks like this is something to do with, well, some sort of fighting, bare knuckle boxing, I don't know, but based on, an, based on a manga and not turned into a TV show. But tell, tell us about Knuckle Girl. Okay, Knuckle Girl. So, so in this movie, she's she's basically a boxer, an amateur boxer, really, really good amateur boxer, and she just happens to one day she sees these knuckle dusters, they fall down, and then you don't see any more. So she boxes. She's really good. She's going to be good. She's going to go pro. Her coach is really, really up for it. And then she's got a sister. She comes from a really poor family, but she's got a sister, and her mm-hmm. sister gets kidnapped because there's this uh, yakuza group that are running this illegal underground bare knuckle you know competition and taking loads of money on the bets and the 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 villain who's who is a proper proper you know like yeah archetypal archetypical japanese villain in fact almost comic you know what i mean yeah like, yep, 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 yep. well he's he's raking in all the money and he needs this blood this golden blood that a sister's got to yep. actually encrypt encrypt all his um all the money so that the other yakuza so there's you know like the, the boss of the yakuza saying oh you know what you do oh you can't get it because it's this blood okay and, so um, reasons 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 yeah girl, okay knuckles on people <laughs> yeah knuckle girls knuckles on people that's exactly right that's the story um and uh so she she ends up sort of uh, she picks up a couple of guys she picks up a you know on her way she she picks up an old boyfriend who's who's a terrific fighter as well and also, they find this uh, this, uh, shall we say, um, you know, computer nerd who's also good at who's also good at fighting. They've got that, you know, so they can encrypt and do stuff. And and so you've got this little team almost yep. that they go hunting. You've got a crooked cop and a good cop, and and that was quite. Uh, I liked 
some parts of that because of what happened to them. I, I won't say what, but I, I yep. really, you know, like my silliness, but no, that wasn't the silliness. <laughs> and um, Yeah, Sean's never in the battle against silliness. Yeah, against silliness. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so so that was that was quite probably what, what, what would have happened in, in the situation like that. And, you know, as I say, you see the, the baddies. Um, and then she ends up fighting this. The, she goes, right, okay, I'll, I'll fight for, yeah, we're going to put you in with the best. This is, huge monster mountain fighter that that she got and they say because because he's so big we you can use your knuckle dusters because she's brought a knuckle duster along to yeah the fight him anyway as uh, anyway so there's a big fight uh let's just say yeah okay and so she wins obviously because she's gone you know by by nearly would would nearly be killed Hang on, are you telling us the whole thing now? Is this the end of the story you're telling? No, us? no, no. This is that's that's just the start, right? Anyway, okay, cool, so, cool, cool. And then the guy reneges on his deal, so she has to oh. go through loads, and and her mates help her, and and there's a scene in it, like a scene from Old Boy, which um, I don't know if you ever oh, seen. Oh, well, well, the corridor either, fight, the original, the corridor fight. Yeah, there's a yeah. scene very similar to Old Boy, and then anyway, so it goes on like that. So that's that's basically the story. You can imagine what's what's going to go on. There's, they're, they're, they're all good at fighting, and the, the computer dude manages to encrypt the golden blood thing, so he hasn't, you know, he's like, oh! And yeah, then, you know, that, that is because this sounds to me like a very kind of, you know, I said the boys in the boat. You know yeah, the boys. Kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we know and, what we're going to get. And, and, and this sounds to me like one of those, like, you know yeah. what you're going to get. You know, you know what you're going to get, but, it, but if done properly, that is wonderful. Like, essentially, yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. like, you know, just essentially one woman army going down, mowing down everything down yeah. to go get her sister back yeah. or something like that. That's it's it. like, you know, giving you sort of like taken vibes or something like that mixed up with, ooh, with there was a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie called The Quest, which Quest. some of the which stuff... Which I haven't say, seen. I haven't seen. Yeah, you haven't seen yeah, but The no, Quest. But I haven't seen The Quest. It, it was, he actually directed it as well. I thought it was a quite oh, wow. good... It's like, check the, check, get this out. It's Jean-Claude Van Damme directing Roger Moore um, <laughs> in a Jean Claude Van Damme movie, <laughs> yeah, Roger so, Moore. Mm, show me, show me emotion, Roger. Yeah, Come on, yeah, 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 yeah. It was that. Okay, so <laughs> anyway, back, back to Knuckle Girl. So, so anyway, Knuckle, back Girl, to Knuckle Girl does it does it do a good job of this? It's a bit of a mix match. It's it's. I really liked the way it went. I, I, I thought some of the scenes were well choreographed. I liked what happened to some of the characters. The only thing I had against it was that again, it's this thing of the punishment that some of these. Oh. Yes. Guys can take, you know, they yes. can fall like a couple of stories and hit things on the way down and yes. still manage, still manage. So that was, but then it's, it's, it's an Asian film. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's, it's almost a, kind of like a bit of a heightened reality that you take with that. Yeah. You, you have to, I mean, you have to accept that, you know, rather, and it's just like, oh, that's a lot of punish. Like when the cars, you know, don't break down at all when they've like raced 500 miles and been beaten and rolled and everything else. So yeah, so that, that probably was my biggest beef is I don't think someone would be able to take as much punishment as they actually take, you know, as much damage when yeah. falling over or getting punched or getting beat down, you know, because, I mean, I don't know, I've, I've got punched once and I'm pretty sure I wouldn't, wouldn't you know, <laughs> I wouldn't manage to get up and, well, I've been, yes, punched, but... a few, I've been punched a few times, but I got punched, you know, I mean, I've yeah, had, but a, I've had you're, you're, you're not a You're not a Japanese woman top I'm boxer. not, that's true. So, yeah. <laughs> So, but so yeah. So this is this is pretty standard. But I thought it was a very reasonable effort. I liked what goes on. It wasn't like ridiculously over the top. It wasn't, mm-hmm. you know. And and most things were sensible, bar the, you know, the punishment that these these people can take. So on the whole, I suppose I'm going to have to give this. Uh, you know, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Um, 
apart from those things, so I'm going to give this a three star. This for me, this will this will be a three star film. You know, cool. three just to watch. You know, it's a decent watch. Kill, kill, my, kill, kill a few minutes. I had my, I had my finger hovering over three for a while. <laughs> yeah, did you? Did you really? Yeah, as, I was, as I was entering into a never-ending <laughs> spreadsheet of film reviews, I had my finger hovering right over three. I was like, this sounds like a, a nailed-on three as yeah. was, was you were speaking. <laughs> but although, Sean, to tell you something, oh, uh, no, to, to jump on your point about the amount of damage some people can take in films and how it gets a bit much after a while, I watched John Wick Chapter 4. Talk about okay. being late to the party. I yeah, finally yeah. watched John Wick Chapter 4. I mean, I have told you guys before about how after John Wick Chapter 3, I was done. And I was like, I do not care about this franchise anymore. <laughs> this is going for too long. This is getting too convoluted. Why the hell are you doing that? And why are you coming in? And honestly, the, John Wick Chapter 4 hasn't made me feel... It's it's an improvement on Chapter 3, but it hasn't made me feel any different. Mm-hmm. And and the this is the thing because... Your your point about the amount of damage people can take was just in my head throughout this film. Because there is one scene in this film where John Wick gets hit by, I think, three cars oh, yeah. in a row. So yeah. <laughs> within the same scene, he gets hit by three different cars and gets up and keeps... And I'm like going... What? <laughs> and, and the thing about it is, like, I know, I know I've heard the director talk about it and say that, oh, yeah, it's obvious that we're making a cartoon. It's not real or anything. But in the thing, they, they, they go to the lens of, of telling you that after John Wick Chapter 3, he'd taken so much of a beating, he had to take months to recover. And so after the months to recover, he goes back and does it. And I'm like, yeah, but if you've gone to the point to tell us that you've taken months to recover, to show a montage of him getting better and everything like that, you can't have it both ways. You can't say he he took so much beating because he <laughs> fell off a roof and he became must recover. And now in the same night he's going to get hit by three different cars, jump out of a third story building, bounce off the top of a, of a van, hit the floor, get up and keep running. And I'm like, None of those things. That's what Sean says. How good that's happened. <laughs> this is just not. It's not good for your bones, you know, at all. That, that's going to be yeah. horrific, you know. Issues. And it's just kind of like how. They, they they try and make it sound as if they're trying to do something more realistic. And the action scenes themselves, I mean, the the thing about John Wick, the reason you go there is for the action. But there's all this other mythology that they try and put around the whole thing that just annoys the heck out of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, I, I, that's where I'm going to give a very small amount of credit to um, the beekeeper with the fact that there was actually really? a small okay. amount of physical response, small amount of physical response to very difficult and very unpleasant injuries and people did actually react as though they had been injured i mean they still carried on regardless in ridiculous ways i'm not suggesting that somehow this was oh, realistic yeah yeah i know what you mean. somebody somebody can dodge twenty thousand bullets fired at him you know it's sort of like oh we, yeah, well, we know that's possible are you suggesting yeah. that can't be done sean <laughs> Well, well, it can be. There is. That's what I say. There's that minuscule chance, it's, and it's and it's always Jason Statham <laughs> who does it. Well, that is, no, it, it just it just gets me because I remember when the first John Wick was released, and one of the things that we were talking about was the realism of it. Like I remember the, the first, first John one Wick was good, yeah, and I remember I remember Sean, you you're the you are the sort of like you know. The, the, the gatekeeper for realism in films and you were talking about the fact that yeah the fact that he has to do the, the double tap on the head and everything like that I like it. and by the time they got to the fourth film I just this is bloated nonsense <laughs> I, I, I think Keanu probably feels the same way because he says he's not going to do another one doesn't he I'm, I, I'm I really sick. hope he th- 
I really yeah. hope he sticks to that. I, 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 I really, I've got a lot of respect for Keanu, and I don't think he will because he's he's. Well, then, I hope he. Think, I mean, the thing is, I have a lot of respect for what he does in the film because mm. even watching the film, you're looking at it going, you can see he's doing a lot of it himself, yeah. Yeah. and I'm like, yeah. that has got to be knackering. He, he, yeah. his body must be destroyed after making this yeah. film. Yeah. And so, so you have a lot of respect for him, but there's just mm. things in it. Uh, okay, anyway. oh, he's the just, nicest just, man in the world. Just yes. one, just one TM. quick one. Golden blood is actually a thing. I, I, I actually looked it up because I thought, ah, oh, you know, the readers and golden blood, and there's about sixty-seven people in the world that have got this this single blood group, so they can't, you know, like they can't. So yeah, it's it's actually what, what, what does it do? Oh, sorry, golden blood was it the thing? It's just yeah, it's it, just it's just a blood group. It doesn't do anything in particular. It just says it's you know like people can't get blood transfusions or whatever. But it is a it is a thing. Oh, there is a, like, it's or like, like or a, negative B, or something. a B. A B B A A B A B and O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like all of them. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. It sounds like O. Oh, yeah. Ma- like main, mainly, I think in Australian Aborigines. But there you go. Ooh, yeah. yeah. You see, that's what happens. You went and killed them all. Now we don't have any of that stuff anymore. <laughs> so as you write Britain of whatever century that was. <laughs> that was yeah. <laughs> there you go. But okay. So um. So okay. Now we just get back to the holdovers. So Sean, what? we the holdovers. This was a film that Holly yeah. saw last week. And that I said, just from the way this film looks, like it looks like it was made in the 70s, the font and everything like that, that yeah. I, I thought that it would be, um, let me put it this way, I would not have been surprised if this film had been made in the 70s and had Jack Nicholson in the young guy role. But what what do you think of the holdover, Sean? Everything that Holly said, it was absolutely brilliant. It was marvellous. It was fantastic. Really, really, I thought it was, uh, yeah, I mean, Holly... It was. I mean, I, I should probably go and see see that Stranger Thing because, which I wouldn't bother with. I probably all go of and us see strangers, that. Yeah, all of us strangers. It was because, beautiful, wasn't it? It was just it was, absolutely the oh, way they yeah. handled things. It oh, was, yeah, and and shivers. everything I said about Paul Giamatti, I take back because he was great. <laughs> He's perfect for it, isn't he? He, is he was exactly he was, the right yeah, action. He was, the role. It was spot on. So, so yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed. There was, I don't know what it was. It was something. It was just. It wasn't it was like, beautiful. yeah, but nothing, there was nothing really, really new or outstanding, but it just worked no. really, really well. And, you know, with the, um, even the supporting characters, you know, the ones that, that, that went off and the, you know, yeah. I, you sort of, you know, and then, well, you get the nasty one as well, but yeah, no, the, everything about it was, 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 was great. And I mean, great. Oh, what, what a great script as well. You know, it yeah. was, um, it just I, I feel slightly damp eyed thinking about Please, it again yeah, yeah. because so, it was just so so, so so I validate everything. All right. And I'm yeah. gonna try and ignore all of the, everything that you guys have said because I don't want to overhype it. When right. I eventually see it, obviously on home media. Yeah. Because because that's the only way I'm ever watching anything ever <laughs> again. So well, if it's if they put it out for an early release on Sky, I am happy to pay for you to be able to watch it so you can tell us what you think. Yeah. All oh, right, cool. Well we will see. We shall see. All right, so I think that's it and all there's left to do is to figure out who has won this week. So mm. what what would you it's guys a, think, Netflix a, or cinema? It's a toughie this week because mm-hmm. did we get a five or a four, Holly? I can't remember if I it was a four five. or five. You went, went five, five in the end, right? So five and and the other ones. Ooh, oh, this could be tied. <laughs> this could be a tie. It might be a tie, you know. I'm going to go tie. I'm going to go. Yeah, with tie. I agree. 
You would both be right. We have an yes. average score of 3.5 in both of them. Five and a yes. two for cinemas. Boys in the Boat, you, root, you let us down. You did, uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, four and a three for Netflix and Friends. Uh, BBC iPlayer and Amazon Prime showing it showing up this week. Right, so I think that that is everything for this week. And um, until next week in which I will go and watch, I'll go watch some Netflix Oscar contenders in Maestro and Rustin. And I, I will get over. I will get over my sort of like you know my my aversion to biopics or biopics. Yeah. <laughs> you <want to> say <laughs> and I will go watch those two. And um, what, what, yeah, what do you think? And, what do you think the color purple will be like? Because from the trailer, I'm not sure if I'm gonna. I'm not gonna really want to see it. Desperately see want it. to yeah. see it. Now the color purple is. I, th- I think the big thing that they have a chance to do is they have a chance to make a more a more accurate representation of the book than Steven Spielberg did in the 80s. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, because Steven Spielberg... I've neither read the book nor seen the 80s film. I mean, I know about it, but... I have have seen the musical. I've seen the stage musical, which I think... I I wasn't sure whether they were making a brand new musical or whether this is based on the... um, based on the stage musical because when i watched the trailer for this i did not recognize any of the songs no. having said that when i saw the stage musical i did not think that there were very many memorable songs There's, right okay yeah, yeah, i leave was, i'll leave that one to you then holly and then i'll go yeah. on your recommendation <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, yeah, that sounds so, good and i'll try and see, to see it i'll try and oh yeah of course because it broke down i'll try and catch the things next week what have we got we've got the taste of things which is an unlimited one which i want to see no no i don't want to see that one it's the letter one i want to see um, oh, they have got American fiction film called Migration Argyle. So I'll probably oh, yeah. get to. I'll probably get yeah, to that. Yeah, I'm going to see Argyle and American fiction yeah. next week. I shall watch. Uh, I hope Argyle, and I will go and see all of us strangers. I think, and, and, let, and, and yeah. let me have a look at all the things I will not be watching. So, it, oh, it Mean is, Girls, <laughs> Mean Girls. What do you reckon I, about Mean Girls? I want to see Mean Girls. I yeah, really want to see Mean Girls. Thoroughly ambulant. Yeah, I really want to see Mean Girls, but let's see. Uh, let, let me let me tell you all the films I will not be seeing in the cinema. Mean Girls, Argyle, Migration. But I was not going to see Migration anyway because no, <laughs> no, the, no, it, no, no. It, no, it just yeah. it, it just is it that, looks like it just it's is an that animated a cartoon thing. one. Yeah, it's yeah. an animated thing about ducks, and it just looks like such a straight down the middle DreamWorks animation. It, it looks it, so standard. It looks, it looks very so, meh. Yeah, it looks so standard, very mad. There wasn't a joke that made me laugh in the in the trailer, and no. it's and it and the main character is voiced by Kumail Nanjiani, who is beginning to get on my nerves. There is something about him that I do not like, and I don't know what it is. And I hope it isn't. And I I I hope I'm not being xenophobic, but there's something about his his shtick that just gets me. I'm like, right. no, yeah. it's not funny. Okay, anyway, anyone but you, yeah, which. No, that's still in cinemas. That's been doing well for a rom-com. There the are some B- weird things. that Yeah, that's been average. I can't see the colour purple in Richmond. But anyone week. but you is everywhere. I could still see anyone but you. And I don't even know anything about it other than the What's poster. That? Hang on. I know, I know oh, very yeah. well. Anyone but you is the is a is a romantic comedy with Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney. Right. Oh, there. Yeah. That's that's, that's there. Hmm. Yeah. Which is essentially is essentially look at these. Look at them with their shirts off. Oh, don't they look hot? Look at those washboard abs. Now come give us your money. <laughs> pretty people. Pretty people. Pretty people. Pretty people getting together. What's not to like? People, give us your money. Uh-huh. So let's let's see the Beekeeper, which is a Sky original, so that should be on TV soon. Wonka. Uh, 
I think you. Life. I think you'll enjoy the beekeeper, assuming you you grit your teeth. Oh, blood. bag baghead, baghead, baghead. There's a film called Baghead. I've just I've seen that for the last couple of weeks, but it's called yeah. it's back, Baghead. But I, I well, I'm not leaving the house. So. It's by the um the same people who did whatever night at Five Nights at Freddy's. Yes, thank you. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, oh, actually. I think it's supposed to be a horror movie, but that's actually yeah. coming at nine twenty at night, which means I might actually put my entire family to bed Ooh. and then run out of the house. What maybe do you reckon? That, maybe the only thing I can watch is something I don't want to watch anyway. So, so mm. wish, bit... babe. Oh, go on. Yeah, sorry, Kato's carry on. Oh, Groundhog Day is back in cinemas. Curious. Yeah, Groundhog Day. I mean, well, that, that it... has a, that has a certain poetry to it, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Good one, Holly. Good, good one. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so it's like, oh, yeah, Grand Hotel is back in Ooh, And I don't know why. That just randomly is showing up in in the view in Redditch. But anyway, anyway, until uh, next week. Maestro, okay. my tip for you is remove access to um, devices and things you can fiddle with for the first half. Well, uh, yeah, I feel like you have to pay attention. Yes. Oh, right. so, well, okay, okay. Yeah, because well, I... I probably uh, what. Mm. All right. What do you reckon, what do you reckon the Marley Bob Marley movie is going to be like? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I'm reviewed. I know. I know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I. I. I, I uh, trailer oh, looks I good. The trailer. I thought the trailer looked yeah. well constructed. Uh, yes, but. But I'm okay, not I'll, sure if okay. it might be a little bit irritating. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do an outro. I'm trying to do an outro and I'm trying to... Try right, to get okay, to sorry, mate. Yeah, we better go. But, we better but what go. I will okay. say, what I will say about this is I would be a lot happier with that film if they had cast a Jamaican. Yes. To play. Yes. <laughs> to, yeah, so it's... So there's... Yeah. There, yeah, there's... Anyway, anyway. Yeah, but anyway. Anyway, let's, <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Let's, let's go off. And So until next week when we shall see some things. Well, these... These two and possibly Sharon will go see something in the cinemas. I will stay at home and hold up the Netflix end of the bargain. <laughs> it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. Yes, get in touch with us. Oh, on Netflix versus cinema at uh, on Twitter, where Holly will pay attention to you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>